You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and I'm delighted to be able to visit the Irish Consulate Office in Toronto. It's always wonderful to be able to come and chat face-to-face with somebody, and Janice McGann is here with me. Janice is the Consul General. Thanks a million for welcoming me and allowing me to come visit. It's been a real pleasure. So. No, thank you so much uh, for coming in to visit us. We're always, uh, unfortunately, we're not open to the public. We're always delighted to have people in, in with us. Um, and you, you can see in our temporary offices, you know, we're, we're really getting set up now. We're kind of, we've got the infrastructure in place, which is fantastic. So welcome to the consulate. So are you here a year yet? Nearly a year. Um, we arrived at the end of August and the consulate officially started working in September. So we're coming up. You're coming up in a year. year. So you're getting, you've gone through a winter. <laughs> yes, we've gone, through, we've gone through a winter. We're still here and that's the main and thing. And you've gone through a summer. Not yet quite actually because it can get quite humid. Yes, yeah. Yeah. No, so we're still learning that rhythm very much of Toronto life. But yeah, yeah. we're coming up to the first year. Yeah, I guess one of the things about Canada rather than Ireland is there are four very distinct seasons here. True, yeah. And, and you, you notice the change in the seasons. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fantastic. You really appreciate the summer, you know, coming after the winter. So, so since uh, you got here, you've had an opportunity to dip your toe in the water and meet the Irish community and find out some of the, the, how broad a community it Absolutely. is here. Yeah, no, I mean, um, to be honest with you, we haven't, even, we haven't even gotten to meet all of the community at this stage, so we're, we're, we're trying valiantly, but no, it's, it's so broad, you know, you've got your, you've got stuff like the GAA, you've got your kind of ICANN, your very established organisations, you've got a lot of, I suppose, Irish people who, who have come here as professionals more recently through the decades, it's, it's very broad and you find Irish people all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think there was a period where there was a lull. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was there, there were some surges a lull and uh, there's nearly a steady flow now it appears oh absolutely I mean with with the two year um, work visa the IEC you know for people under 35 I think we have the, in the last round we had just over 10,000 places for, right. for Irish people and there's a lot of people coming over and then you get people who stay from that you know right. the permanent residency route so one of the great things is that the community, um, and particularly in somewhere like Toronto, is renewing itself. You know, you, ha- you have people who've been yes. here for a long time, and you also have more recent arrivals. You know, very recent, but people within the last decade, and that's great. It helps to sustain the community. So, Janice, while you're based here in Toronto, how much territory do you cover? Oh, a lot, a lot, a lot of territory. So, so the consulate is responsible for Ontario, except for the Ottawa region, right. for Manitoba and Saskatchewan. So that's now that's a fairly large amount of territory to, to cover. The first part, I suppose, of the year, we're really focusing on setting up and, and kind of Toronto and the more central part of Toronto. Right. And now, uh, one of the things that we're focusing on is trying to to get out beyond that and to meet the Irish community. So I was in Winnipeg. Last last month, I went up and I attended a play by by the uh, drama group up there. And yes. I met various community groups and I, I had curt- political courtesy calls with the lieutenant governor. So that was fantastic to get out. And then hopefully in August I'll be up in Saskatchewan in Saskatoon. Yes. Um, and it's just it's just great. And we're we're also now we're going to try to get out beyond even central Toronto and get out kind of to the GTA. And mm-hmm. it's all about. Um, it's, it, it's all about now that we're more set up trying to connect with other groups and you know groups that are, are, are further away 
When you mention Saskatoon and, and Winnipeg, they of course are centres of population and you have Regina as well, but the Irish are scattered into some tiny little pockets. Oh, yes. And I know the ambassador is just back from his northern trip and coming across the Irish in far flung isolated places. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, there's Irish people everywhere, yeah. you know. Um, but for the moment we'll have to do the population centres unfortunately. Yes. But yeah, no, there's no shortage of Irish people all over the place. I'm sure that the response in both Winnipeg, uh, well, in Winnipeg must have been so welcoming because to have somebody that they feel is now dedicated to them as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it was so great just to get up to Winnipeg and to, to meet the Irish community there. You really can't do it at a distance. No. You know, you couldn't. I, I spent, I think it was maybe three days there and I, I kind of have a feel for the city. You, you just have to get there and you have to meet people. And, um, and there's a lot of stuff going on in Winnipeg. Yeah. you know within the Irish community um, and the people that I met we, we were actually even talking today we had a, an internal coordination meeting and a query came up about Winnipeg and I thought well I'll reach out to that person I met you, exactly. you know there's no substitute for, for going somewhere for networking having made physical contact yeah. through networking is so important and, and they and they have I think the community there now have a much better idea of the concert and I suppose they, they can visualise you know uh, a person from the country that makes yeah, all yeah, the difference. Yeah. I remember a few years ago talking to somebody from Ireland who was exporting farm machinery and it might have been to either Manitoba or Saskatchewan mm. uh, and these are the kind of things that when you're in an urban environment like a city you don't think of and yeah. we tend to think of pharmaceuticals or software and fintech or a few other things like that but I understand farm machinery is one of the things that I know the Irish export Oh, absolutely. And I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, um, and I wouldn't be an expert in, this, in the area, but there's a lot of expertise within Ireland in relation, obviously, to agricultural matters yeah. and agri-tech. You know, so no, no, definitely it's, it's something that um, we can definitely share and, and it's, it's something that is important to our exports, absolutely. Since you've come as well, you would have seen the, Irish, the Toronto Irish Film Festival was here. There's been the uh, Toronto Irish Players um, the Irish Chamber, the Toronto Irish Chamber, as you mentioned, there's a whole lot of organisations. Were you surprised? At the extent of the community? At how engaged the community is and in, in the broad range of things that we're engaged in. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I've, I've, I've said publicly before that I've never served in a posting with such a large Irish community. Just in the other countries I served, there just wasn't a, a big Irish community. And it's I, I was I was surprised, but in a in a lovely way, um, to see kind of the organisations that they that they have, to see how much the community support each other, you know, support the people that are more vulnerable, particularly when you when you saw the activity during COVID, mm -hmm. um, and it's it's just it's it's just incredible to kind of see people who are so committed to their culture and their country. It's it's really a lovely thing, you know. It makes me feel so proud as an Irish person when I see all the work that's going on in the community and all the work that people are doing to represent the culture and to support each other. You know, it's a lovely thing. Yeah, it was definitely a surprise, but it's a very very nice. Well, surprise. a pleasant surprise. Yeah, a lovely experience. It is. Um, what would you say since you've come has been the biggest challenge for you? has been the biggest challenge, God. Aside from shoveling snow. <laughs> well, if we should explain that to the listeners after we were, we were talking about winters here earlier on. Um, but I, I mean, the, probably the, the, the biggest challenge which was to be expected is, you know, 
the scale of work involved in setting up a mission mm-hmm. um, I think people probably don't realise how much is involved you know and to kind of we have lots of support from Dublin our colleagues are fantastic our colleagues in Ottawa have been great but at the same time you arrive there and there's no local knowledge on the ground and you have to find everything out you start from zero basically from mm-hmm. for most things so like a great example of something is you know when I arrived um, I wanted to meet somebody f- I wanted to start meeting people for lunch or coffee which I didn't know where to go so right. I, had, I had to reach out to somebody from the Irish community and say uh, this sounds a bit this sounds a bit mad but can you give me a list of restaurants please and even, even in, in, in Winnipeg like, you know we had to ask groups where do you think we should meet because we you know so it's, it's that kind of thing I think the most challenging thing is that you start from zero on a lot of things yes. so you really have to it makes you appreciate the knowledge that we have in missions that are set up and that our locally recruited staff the stability they give um, having said that it is just an incredible experience to see something develop you know, I remember you're sitting in my office now, Austin, and I remember when there was nothing in here, like no furniture, nothing. And now we have two locally recruited staff. We have procedures. We can provide emergency counselor assistance. It's quite rare, I think, depending on what your career. But let's say in my career, so far as a civil servant, it, it can be rare to do something from scratch, and it can be wonderfully rewarding to see that, and to see the importance. Um, you know the community here they are just delighted to have a consulate and it is important for people as a symbol of Ireland and a symbol of the Irish government and it's lovely to work on something that you feel has that meaning for people you mentioned something there and it's interesting because <coughs> once you arrive and settle down you immediately take a lot for granted mm-hmm. by that I mean what you referred to there was you didn't even know where to go for a cup of coffee and you know very quickly as you assimilate you forget but yet it's very important that you go through the experience absolutely no no i was even i was even just thinking like how much that i've learned in this year like you know even even just how to navigate you know toronto and and where things are and now the words i don't know blur young the subway the x all these things are just known concepts or um the blue jays the blue i went to a baseball i went to (laughs) i went to a baseball game uh last week actually so yeah and when i reflect on how much the, the team we have learned as a team and this knowledge that we have built up you know which is for Ireland basically you know for the, for the Irish system um, it's, it's, it's fantastic of course you, f- you forget it but uh, I suppose coming up to that one year anniversary for us internally that will be a, a time to reflect on, on what's happened and the stuff we've achieved and So Janice I know it's indicative of the change uh, positive change of the Irish government strategy by expanding the footprint that you're here and Cathy is out in Vancouver and when you mentioned the challenges you had Frank Flood was able to do what you've done so Cathy right <laughs> you're the trailblazer here no Cathy's so plenty of work I wouldn't worry I about know, that no but at least she, you know Frank had set up the office yeah, he, had, no, no. So he had some of the things in place that you had to do um, there is obviously a greater awareness and appreciation of the importance of the Canadian-Irish relationship back in Dublin? I, I know absolutely. I mean, when, when you look at the strategy that we have for Canada, and as you said, this well, it, there's a general commitment you know, to increase our footprint mm-hmm. globally, the Global Ireland strategy, and then there's a, a specific um, a strategy for the US and Canada, and absolutely, I mean, there's a focus on increasing our, our footprint, and I suppose why do we increase our footprint? It, you just have more resources, more boots on the ground to, to develop relationships that are 
maybe the municipal level, the provincial level, to go and visit places like Winnipeg and, and Saskatoon and, and Regina. Um, and it's, it's seen as very important. I mean, I think, you can, I think you can see as well, you know, this year for St. Patrick's Day, we had three ministers in Canada. Mm-hmm. And we two ministers here in, in, in Toronto. We, there was a minister in, in Vancouver. So you can really see at all levels that increased emphasis on developing the relationship with Canada and how, how important it is. And I mean, obviously, Canada is a, is a like minded, you know, valued partner for Ireland. And we also have a huge Irish diaspora here. You know, I, I think statistically, um, it's probably smaller maybe in overall terms, but statistically as a percentage of the population, I think it's, it's, it's greater here in Canada than it would be in the U.S. So there's lots of reasons to develop your relationship and your footprint here, and it's, it's definitely a focus. So if I was back in Ireland, and you and I happened to be sitting in the office in Dublin, and I said to you, well, here in Ireland, what's in it for me? It's all very nice. You just told me about ministers going to Canada, and you just told me about the Irish diaspora, but where's the win for Ireland? For Ireland. Within Ireland, what's in it for me? For, for Ireland, what's yeah. in it? Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we have three state agencies based in Toronto. We have the IDA, um, Enterprise Ireland, and Tourism Ireland, and I know that Board BIA, um, they cover the market from, from New York, and I know that they're, they're actively engaged. So, you know, there's, there's trade, um, which, is, which is a very important uh, part of it. So, you know, EI helping those Irish companies to come to Canada. Yeah. And, I mean, Canada is, I think, increasingly seen as like a gateway to North America. Right. In the same way, I, I suppose, as that companies sometimes come to Ireland as a gateway to the yeah. EU. We have Canadian uh, companies in, in Ireland, and the IDA are, are very active. Um, there's a lot of Canadians come to Ireland. Yeah. Tourism Ireland are, are doing their great work there. Um, so, yeah, so, so trade is a big thing, but Canada is also a, a like-minded partner. You know, we, 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 would have, we would share a lot of the same positions, I suppose, on, on kind of issues that are important. And, and I think that's the soft side of it that the man in the street often isn't very much mm-hmm. aware of. Mm-hmm. That at an international level, and I know we're in challenging times, and when it comes to the UN and a variety of other places, mm-hmm. I guess these type of bilateral or multilateral relationships are crucial. You know, absolutely. I mean, it's so important to kind of work with our like-minded partners. And, you know, Canada and Ireland um, have, have a very good relationship. Canada and the EU as well. Um, yeah, no, so it's, 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 it's very important. And, and I suppose another thing that people might necessarily think about back home is, um, you know, kind of what's in it for me, what's in it for Ireland. There is a very big Irish community in Canada. There's a lot, I mean, there's people who want to connect with their culture, but there's also a lot of people who who are, are newer here and who might need assistance. Mm-hmm. People, you know, lose passports and people get arrested and people get sick. And, mm-hmm. and so, like, it's not just that kind of, let's say you're trying to, it's the trade and it's, it's the political stuff. It's literally providing services for people who are in Canada. Right. And that's really important uh, as well, you know, right. that's essential. Yeah, because a lot of times I say, you know, the role and the importance that you fulfill is not necessarily explained. Mm-hmm. And the chat you and I are now having is not necessarily something that is put out on the other side of the Atlantic. Yeah. And yet, the value that you bring to the table is so important. Well, um, I, I suppose it's kind of we do we do a lot of different we do a lot of different things, and different people interact with us in, in different ways. You know, like if you talk about the Department of Foreign Affairs in general, how do most people interact with us? Yeah. You know, and right. that's grand. We, we have clients in different areas. We have people to get passports. We have the political stuff. So I suppose that's the nature, that's the nature yeah. of, of, of the beast. But, um, you know, 
the work that we do is important. There's a reason why DFA, why the Irish government are increasing their, their footprint globally and in Canada because trade is important, our bilateral relationships and to serve our people is very right. important. Right. That's, that's our mission and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's important and I'm always happy to explain it to people. So Janice, one of the things I think we all feel and you will, you've already gone through one march in Canada <coughs> is that we are unique in how the Irish are perceived by any other country population mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter where you go like I have so many friends that in the US here in Canada uh, in Ireland and all the rest of it that for such a small country and you say you're Irish everyone knows where the island is yeah, it's incredible isn't it when, when, mm. you, when you just look at the, the cultural reach yeah. that, that we have no it's, it's, it's fantastic and even, even like if you think about, um, I was at the Toronto International Film Festival uh, last year in September and I saw a couple of Irish films, um, then we had a couple of Irish documentaries in the Hot Docs Festival yes. as well, you know, it's, 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 and when, when you think about all the music acts that come here and, no, the, our cultural reaches. And I think Shane Lowry was up the road there not too long ago as well, except for the, the Peter, certainly Rory, Rory McElroy was up there, there were a few of them, and you know, we often tend to, at times to forget that um, people like that are appealing to a whole different group than the music like some of the friends I have who are heading to Ireland in August they're on a golfing holiday and they're taking in the old Hedekin sail and they're going up to Glass and um, uh, they have a golf game in between Wicklow and Arto but it's golf is what's bringing them yeah. there and it's the likes of Rory McIlroy and us that highlights all the, the beautiful golf courses yeah abs absolutely no, it's, in it's incredible and there's so much kind of there, there's, there can be so much overlap, you know, between things like, for example, um, people love golf. They see somebody like Rory McIlroy or Shane Lowry, and then and then they're inspired maybe to find out more about golf in Ireland, and then they, they go and visit Ireland. Or, um, you know, we, we had a Good Friday Agreement event. Um, yes. It was the 25th anniversary in in April, and we showed um, a documentary called Young Plato. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It's 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 fantastic. It's set in Northern Ireland, and it's about Holy Cross Boys School and the headmaster. Um, has a philosophy program to help the young students try to deal with their issues and their problems in right. a different way. We brought it over, we showed it in the Ted Rogers hot doc cinema and we brought the, the director, the producer and the headmaster over and it was, it was great, it was one of those things where you're kind of do, you know, we were, we were commemorating the 25th anniversary and we were also able to appeal to a wider audience, right. you know, because it was, it was open to members of the public and a lot of teachers were interested. So, yeah, the, I suppose Irish culture is so powerful and it really does give Ireland that soft power is, is, is incredible you, you can it affects a range of sectors like somebody coming to Ireland for the golf yeah. or somebody watching an Irish film you know and then film or whatever yeah that, or maybe that, then thinking yeah. about the Good Friday Agreement yeah. you know we, we are so lucky and privileged yeah. to have this soft power and this culture Janice it's a real pleasure chatting with you it's so nice um, that again we can share this kind of um, cultural heritage and be able to proudly present it to others as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's great to talk to you and um, yeah, God, we, there's never any shortage of things to talk about, is there? Never, often? Never. No. <laughs> no, we're blessed that way. We are. Thanks, Jen.